Hi, this is Sterling Gates. You're listening to Supergirl Radio. Radio, your source for all things related to CBS's Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson, and to kick off the start of our special edition episodes dedicated to the Adventures of Supergirl digital comic series, I am joined by the writer himself, Mr. Sterling Gates. Welcome back to Supergirl Radio, Sterling. (laughs) Thanks for having me. How's it going? It's going really well. I hope you've had a great week with the launch of this new comic series. Yeah, yeah, it's been we've been very happy with um the sort of overwhelmingly positive reception. Uh people seem to really enjoy it, which is is awesome. We're very thankful uh that people are are reaching out and letting us know how much they enjoy it. That's great. Um I've I've seen a ton of responses from our listeners and um from people I know who've read it, so yeah, everybody seems to <laughs> to really love it, so that's great. Awesome. That makes me feel like you're always so nervous when you release a comic out in the world and and so that response makes me feel so much like just relief, I guess. Um cuz you, you just never know. You never know how people are going to take going to take anything. So like I said, I'm, I'm just thankful that, that it's well-received and that people are enjoying it. Well, and since this podcast is dedicated to the CBS show, uh, primarily we do talk about some Supergirl comic stuff. But uh, since we are a, a show-related podcast, I was curious as to how the idea of having a comic that kind of followed the same universe as the show came about. I mean, we saw during Comic-Con that there was a, a, a Sister Act comic issue that came with that. But how did the idea to have a 13-issue run come about? Uh, they reached out to me last spring, uh, like maybe April or early May, and they asked if I'd be interested in doing a Supergirl spinoff book based in the TV world, uh, the TV universe, I guess. Um, so I, I, you'd have to ask the higher ups cause they, <laughs> they, they called me. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was a really weird phone call. Like it came, it was like one o'clock in the afternoon and, and it was, uh, Jeff Johns and, and a couple guys from DC digital called on, on speakerphone and they were like, Hey, what's up? And I'm like, Hey, who am I talking to? And they're like, Hey, it's, it's all of us. I'm like, that's okay. What's up? And they're like, we're doing a Supergirl comic. And I was like, cool. And they're like, do you want to write it? And I said, sure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm like okay, cool. We'll talk to you later. Click. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, uh. so how did that feel? Like when you were told, "Hey, I, you have this opportunity to get back involved into writing for Supergirl." What was that like? It was gratifying. Like you always hope that you always hope people rem- remember your prior work uh, fondly, and like it means a lot to me that that DC and the people at 
DC and the producers of the show remembered those books and, and wanted me to come, come do this series. Uh, it was, I mean, it feels, it feels good. It feels great. Like I'm, I'm happy to write that character again. Like I, I described it to someone as like, imagine you had a really close friend for five years and then you, they fell out of your life and you kind of kept in contact through Facebook, but nothing, nothing <laughs> more. And then you run into them on the street one day and you go have dinner and like you instantly slip into former like idiosyncrasies and, and it, it like, it's, it just feels very welcome and familiar and positive. You know, it just, it feels like, it just feels like you're hanging out with, with your old friends and yeah, their lives are different because the show is obviously different than the DCU. And, but like, it just feels like you're hanging out with one of your friends and you're catching up with how things are different. And you, you know, you're exploring new things and you're asking questions and you're, just like your, the approach is a little different, but it's still the same, the same person you knew, uh, and loved back then. Like it's, which sounds really bizarre, but, um, no, it makes total sense. It's, it's, it's just like hanging out with your old friends is, is how it's felt. And, and crafting this, this 13 part story was a lot of fun. Cause it was, well, what challenges can we throw at, um, Supergirl now that, that we couldn't do then, or that we couldn't do because of, you know, continuity issues or, or whatever. Yeah. I was wondering about that. Is is there any kind of work that you have to do to coordinate with say Ali Adler or any of the Supergirl writing staff to kind of uh, balance everything out about what they want to do, maybe what you want to do? Is there, is there something, you know, is there a line that you have to kind of walk to make sure that you line up with the, the TV series? We email a lot. Um, I email Andrew Kreisberg a lot. Um, he like uh, initial meetings, we had our initial meetings over the summer about the series, uh, after I saw the pilot and I'd seen the first two or three episodes, I guess, or or the first four episodes. Um, and then we had some meetings about story stuff and format and, and the fact that it would be digital only versus, um, a printed copy and like the challenges therein and, and that kind of thing. And then, um, I wrote up a pitch and I sent it to Andrew and, he freaked out about it and loved it. (laughs) And then we sent that into DC, uh, digital and got their approvals and we sent it into DC entertainment's TV division. I mean, it was a huge round of approvals, but once everybody was on board, like my, obviously I talked to my editor and then, um, Christy Quinn, uh, and then she has a contact on the TV side and I talked to Kreisberg. And so between all of us, everyone's sort of on the same page in terms of, content and locations and can we can we use this but not this what are you doing with this character is that too close to what we're doing with this character back and forth throughout so it's been a really it's been a surprisingly easy process in part because everyone's sort of been on, in on the loop from the get-go uh and so we've just been working a, as a group uh, in a lot of ways, to make sure everything goes s- as smoothly as possible, you know, and, and I, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, you know, like I'm very careful, I'm very careful and and sort of hyper aware of choices the show makes because I don't want to repeat the beats or get the the continuity of the show wrong. Or I mean, the, the the great thing is like we don't have to mess with the continuity a lot. Like we take place early in season one, so past a certain point, I'm not going to worry about it. Okay. But I, I want to be sure that, you know, I, I don't want to contradict anything in their world. 
are there things that you are allowed to add to uh, the universe? Uh, I know there, you know, there's some things you kind of don't want to mess up in in the continuity, and you don't want to kind of repeat something that maybe the show is doing. But are there things that you can add, like say, can you? have a, a new podcast starting at Catco hmm. called Supergirl mm-hmm. Radio? Are there, you know, are there things that you can kind of trickle? You know, I'm not saying you have to do that. Right. But, no, uh, but are there, th- are there little things that you can trickle into the universe that are, that are solely yours? Sure. I mean, we're, we're introducing, um, we're introducing some new characters and we're introducing, uh, I mean, I've said this before, so it's not a secret. We're introducing a new villain into the, into the universe. Awesome. But I also wanted to be sure that we use uh, that we do things that Supergirl uh, fans know and and use characters they villains they they know and love. So it's 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 a balance and and I, you know I'm not gonna you can't go too crazy obviously because you're beholden to the continuity of that of that world that show that universe. Um, but yeah, we're we're, we're given some leeway uh, to introduce n- new characters or we're given some leeway. That's awesome. Um, I, I'm looking forward to this new villain. Um, and in terms of characters, you say we're going to meet some new people, but we we like the characters on the show. Are we going to see like Cat and and uh, Hank or Jean? I don't know if he'll be Jean in this series, uh, but you know Alex and James and when are we going to get to see all those characters working with Supergirl? Cat uh, only has a brief. Uh, Cat only has a sort of a brief, not cameo, but Cat is not the focus of this story. Okay. Like it, it, it is a Supergirl, and it's a Supergirl story about her relationship with her sister in a lot of ways. Awesome. Um, so it's a lot about Supergirl and Alex. When and James show up in a big way uh, in chapters four and five, but like f- primarily, it's Supergirl and Alex almost the whole time. Hank shows up. Uh, he was just in part one. He'll come back again in part three. He is, as far as we're using him, uh, that I can tell you about, he's he's going to be Hank Henshaw. Okay. And then we're introducing a couple, like I said, we're introducing some new people, some new DEO agents. Yeah. I mean, we're like, it, it is important to me that you, uh, that, sh- that the viewers from the show feel very familiar with this world. Uh, and part of that is using characters of the show as the show would use. So, you know, no no one's going to go too crazy on, you know, we're not going to do a, no one gets, you know, arms ripped off or anything crazy. Like it's, I guess that's kind of a spoiler. No. Um, <laughs> but but I, I was very, when designing the story, I was very hyper aware, like you, you want to use the the characters that people love from the show. Right. And so it's, you know, it's a Supergirl story about her and her sister. That's awesome uh, because I, I know I and a lot of the fans of the show and a lot of our listeners uh, really love the relationship between Alex and Kara, and I, I think that's one of the stronger points in the show. So uh, it's it's great to hear that that's going to be one of the, the focal points of the series, and I, I think that's what was one of the strong points of that uh, comic that we saw after Comic-Con. That's why I was hoping that if we got a, an additional comic book series that went along with the show, it would follow that Kara Alex dynamic. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what you have in these these issues. Yeah, Alex Alex plays a big part. She's a big part of the story, and like you know, it it, it kind of turns into a roaming supporting cast spotlight because we we jump to win, and then we do a James thing, and then we uh, and then there's a couple chapters where it's just Supergirl on her own, and then we jump back with Alex. So like it, it moves around. The, the spotlight will move around a lot, but 
the whole back half of the, our our season is about Supergirl and Alex. That's great. Um, yeah, I, I mean, again, like I wanted to. You want to use all the toys that <laughs> that the universe affords you, and so I, I wanted to do. Like, and Alex is such an interesting new character in Supergirl mythos that's never been done before to this degree. You've had characters that kind of act sisterly. Uh, we use Lana Lang pretty heavily in the the Supergirl pre-Flashpoint book as a sister figure, but Alex is a new is new to this world, is new to this to this character. So you want to definitely do a lot with that relationship and and compare and contrast it and show why it works and what you like about it. So that's been that that was sort of part of the uh, uh, modus operandi. Uh, for this book was was making sure it was a great Supergirl and Alex relationship story. Yeah, one of the the cool things about the CBS show is that Alex is a new character, and they've done a really great job of establishing her as this strong, smart, you know, DEO agent who also has this great sisterly bond with Kara. And uh, it, it's just uh, it's neat to see in different incarnations of all these different comic book characters that you can add things to, you know, an already previously developed mythos and, and have it be something that a lot of people want to take forward. So it's cool to yeah. see her carry over into a, a comic. And, and now like every, every little girl that knows about Supergirl knows she has a sister, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like that, that is now firmly rooted in the mythos and in, in most people's minds. And that's, that's the cool thing about these shows uh, the DC shows is like what what they do is often what people will know about that character. You know, like you know, the, the Flash. Not not everyone knew the whole story about his mom, about Reverse Flash killing his mom. But now everyone knows, like the Flash's mom was killed by Reverse Flash and using time travel, and and now the Reverse Flash is the main villain for the Flash forever. Right. You know, and and the Supergirl show in particular, like they added Alex and Astra, who are both new characters to the the mythos, and and it's really smart uh, on their part to to do that. So you get you get a lot of drama out of it. You get a lot of cool new stuff that feels new and exciting and different. And that's that's the goal when you come on these projects is you, you want to inject something like you want to polish up what's there and make it shine as brightly as possible, and then you want to add something new. Like that's that's how when you do these books that are owned by these companies like that's the goal always is make what's there shine add something new well and i think if you'll allow me to say it i think you make supergirl shine very well so Mm, (laughs) um, thanks i I definitely appreciate that Um, thanks that's that's really nice you to say well we we talk all the time on the podcast about how the show has um has taken i i hope this is okay to say too has taken some of the best stuff from your books and applied it, you know, applied their own little spin on them. And so that's been really exciting to see because we're big fans of your your books. And so to see some of that stuff come on screen and, and show up there. So it's kind of a reversal where you have stuff from the, like stuff from your books pop up on the show. And then you're able to take some of the show's stuff and put it in a, a kind of a new spin and a new, a new series of stories in this digital series. So it's kind of cool to see how all of that kind of comes full circle. It's pretty bizarre. <laughs> it's pretty bizarre. Bizarro. Speaking of Bizarro Girl, right? Bizarro Girl's next week. How cool is that? That's like so cool. There's a clip. Uh, there's like a preview of her like breathing fire and stuff on the internet. Like it's it's crazy, um, <laughs> and, and it looks awesome. It yeah, looks it, really really awesome. So it, I, I'm happy that this character 
is getting this much exposure, you know, like, and that people are enjoying it, you know, like as much as I love the Supergirl movie from 84, like it's not a great movie. Um, no offense to the world, but like, it's not a great movie, but for a long time, that's all anyone knew about Supergirl. Like they'd seen that movie when they were kids and thought it was dopey. And then that was, that was it. So, you know, like from the get go, that character has, has had in the past a stigma attached to her. If if they didn't know the 84 movie, the only other thing they knew was like the Earth Angel Peter David stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was that was that was always tough. Like, you know, Supergirl for a long time was not the hot property that she is now. Like it, it, it wasn't a cool it wasn't cool to work on Supergirl when when Jamal and I started all those years ago. But we worked really hard to show what the world why we thought that character was cool and why why we thought she was important. And I, I, I think she's one of DC's most important characters because there's an attractiveness to that character. I don't mean physically, but I mean like like little girls want to emulate that, right? Like th- that character has had so many different versions that it sometimes is hard to figure out like, well, what's the version that works that will attract that audience, that will attract, you know, girls ages Eight, eight and up. And I think the show has really hit on that fine line to find that audience while also appealing to adults. And so I wanted the book to do the same thing. Like I, I wanted to be sure like we could hit, hit younger women as well as, you know, older women uh, or their parents or, or whatever. Like it was important to me uh, in the current book. And honestly, it was important to us when we did the book uh, in 2008. Like, can, can we make this a book that anyone can read regardless of if they've read a Supergirl story or know about Supergirl from before. Can we, can we make every issue something super cool and get people excited about this character that we loved? And now here we are eight years later and there's a hit TV <laughs> show, 10 million viewers, 13 million viewers a week. And people are, are finally like coming around. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I was very thankful at the time to be working with Jamal and I'm always thankful that Jamal was there to do that book with me because, like, we we wanted to show the world what we saw in this character, and I think the world's kind of catching up to that. Yeah, it really is neat to see the progression of because I, I I loved the Supergirl movie when I was a a kid. I mean, I watched it all the time, so it's kind of neat to see her progression over the years. Um, and even going back and looking at some of the the stuff when she was first created, it's it's really neat to see because she has such a, a, a big history and so it's really fun to see her finally get the attention I think that she really deserves um, and you mentioned Jamal Eigel, um but for this comic book series uh, you have a couple of different artists um, that were, were doing the art for this uh, can you tease anything about uh, the people who were working on it and kind of what the what the style's like we have a rotating cast uh, of artists for this project and the first three parts are a guy, a French artist named Bengal. Uh, and, you know, he, he drew, you, you read part one already, so you've seen sort of his style. Like, it's, it's very um, manga-inspired, just beautiful, welcoming, exciting pop art. Like, I, I've been describing these first three chapters as like, what if um, Studio Ghibli... Uh, or Miyazaki did a Supergirl story like that's and that's sort of the tone and the look that we were going for. Um, and then we have John Boy Myers coming on for the next story, uh, and he does this lighter sort of whimsical tone uh, to the whole thing. Um, he's he's a big superhero. I, I've worked with him before. I worked with him on a Doom Patrol project 
uh, seven years ago. Uh, but he, he does this really cool art style that I, I think will mesh well with Bengals. Um, from there, Emanuela Lupicino is, is coming on board, and she was drawing um, the new 52 Supergirl when that series um, ended. And then on, on later chapters, we have Emma Via Selly, but I, I – and there, there are some artists that fall in between uh, Emanuela and Emma that I can't really talk to you about yet. Okay. Like we're not, we're not cleared to announce those artists. But each artist, like I, I try to tailor each story to their strengths and try to make each segment, like all parts lead up to a greater whole in, in this 13 chapter story. And so I wanted each story to have sort of its own tone artistically to fit that story, but everything adds up to the big finale, which is what Emma uh, Viacelli's drawing. So it's it's fun. It's interesting. It, it, it's it's challenging, but it's no more challenging than working on a mainstream book where you've got different artists coming in. You know, when I, when I did when I wrote Supergirl two thousand eight to to eleven, like we had new artists. Jamal drew the majority of it, but we had other artists coming in every five or six issues, or we do an annual with somebody else, or you write to that artist's strengths and and you see what comes out of it. You know, it's 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 fun. It's I, I love getting like the first batch of art from from a new artist because you're never really sure how they're going to interpret your <laughs> script. Yeah, uh, and it's cool to see like you know like like I didn't really know what to expect with Bengal, and I kind of knew what I was going to get with John Boy Myers because we worked together before. But like I never worked with Emanuela Lupicino, and each all three of them have very different tones. And like Emanuela, like her. Her story looks more like a superhero DC story, whereas John Boy's looks a little more cartoonish, and Bengal's looks a little more, you know, manga anime influenced. Like e- each artist brings a different skill set, and so you you try to kind of tailor to each of them. So I, I I think it will be really interesting to watch people's reactions as we jump tone and as we jump art styles, artist to artist to artist. As a reader, I actually really appreciate that because I, I always enjoy uh, seeing different styles. And I, it's cool to know that you're you're intentionally doing that to fit the tone of that issue. I, I know when I was uh, getting through, oh gosh, what is that story? Um, oh, I'm totally blinking on what it's called. Uh, the Batman story where like everybody gets stuck in Gotham after a big earthquake. Why am I no, blanking? N- no Man's Land. No Man's Land. How could I blank on that? I f- I'm so ashamed right now. Um, <laughs> but when I was going through all of those different volumes, it was really fun to see the different art styles and, and kind of get to know different artists in, in, in that way. And so I am looking forward to seeing how the storytelling and the art go together with this series. So that's that's really neat to know. I mean, we we were very very fortunate, and and we are th- very thankful that the Batman office loaned us Bengal. Um, he he was on deck to do another project, and we we specifically asked for him to launch this book, and so the the Bat office loaned loaned him out to us um, for the thirty pages that he did, uh, and they are stunning, just stunning, stunning work. So it's uh, you know you you never like you you try to write to suit each art art style because it's it's important because you want your artists to be excited about what they're drawing 
so yeah, I mean, it's the digital, the whole digital process has been a learning experience and, and working with artists and trying to figure out like the first couple of scripts, I was trying to figure out how digital comics really worked because I hadn't written a lot of them and you've got to like think in sort of half pages and like you, you can't do a long panel down, down like the left-hand side of the page because there is no left-hand side. Like there is no, there's, there's only top and bottom when, when they draw it. Like, and so it's, top of page, bottom of page, and you have to kind of think or like rewire how you think. Well, is there anything else that you can maybe tease about what's coming up? Are there things that we should be looking out for or things uh, we can get excited about? Long-term Supergirl fans, like like old-school Supergirl fans, will want to keep an eye out for Chapter 7. It is probably the most Easter egg-laden script I've ever done for anything. Uh and there's a lot of stuff in there for it's the chapter. Like I, I tried to give myself one like comic fan chapter where it's just here are Easter eggs galore for comic fans as a thank you, you know, for following along. So comic fans keep an eye out for chapter seven as for teasing anything else. I mean, like a lot of stuff's already kind of come out like, um, you know, rampage and, and we're using Vrile docs uh, is is the second big story, uh, and I just saw the uh, some art from that, and it's phenomenal. And then Psy, and then uh, and uh, and then our new villain that I'm not allowed to talk about. Um, <laughs> so it, it's going to be a pretty wild ride, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be a pretty interesting Supergirl story. It's, it, it, this whole thing is unlike any Supergirl story I've ever tried to tell before. Well, that sounds so exciting. I'm really uh, glad there are new Supergirl comics that we can pick up. And just thank you so much for your time, Sterling, and and for coming back to Supergirl Radio to talk about this. Um, How can listeners uh, find more about you and your work on the Internet? Uh, You know, I have a website, sterlinggates.com. I have a Twitter feed, twitter.com backslash sterlinggates, all one word. I'm pretty pretty easy to find if if you need to. Uh, I have a Tumblr too, but I, I rarely use it. But I think it's just <laughs> sterlinggates.tumblr.com. Uh, but betw- between Twitter and like between Twitter and the website, like I'm pretty accessible if they need to find me or find out more information. And what's the best way for readers, listeners to check out Adventures of Supergirl? Well, we're downloadable on essentially any comics platform. Um, Comicsology and the DC Comics app are obviously the two main main platforms but we're also on kindle through amazon uh, i think we're on ibooks and a couple others I don't, I don't have the complete list in front of me but but comiXology and dc comics you know read dc entertainment all one word dot com or the dc comics app and and we're you know or just google adventures of supergirl and <laughs> it should pop up hopefully you so can, you can do that too and i love that it's so affordable i mean 99 cents is yeah. not, not too bad. That's a pretty good deal for comics. And um, I also noticed that you can subscribe. I've never subscribed to comics in Comixology before. I've basically just been getting like, you know, back issues or, a few, a, you know, a few things random here and there. And so it's it's kind of neat that you can also subscribe to the series so that it will automatically, I think it automatically downloads the new yeah. issues. And uh, listeners, uh, you should know that you can also rate Adventures of Supergirl, so I think that would yeah, help please. Sterling and all of the artists out. You know, I, I, every, every little bit of, of groundswell support helps on this kind of thing, and, and DC is 
obviously very active with the Supergirl property. And, and, you know, if you wouldn't mind, at DC Comics Twitter feed, they're listening to fans right now pretty closely. Yeah, the great thing about the internet age and smartphone apps and things like that, it's, there's a lot of great and easy ways for us to give feedback about things we like and things we would like to see more of. So definitely go into Comixology and rate the issues and uh, hit up DC Comics uh, to let them know that you like it. And... Uh, If you want to contact Supergirl Radio and you want to kind of keep following us as we go through Adventures of Supergirl, you can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. Uh, You can catch us on iTunes and Stitcher, and you can always rate us and write a review there. Um, Yeah, yeah, they should rate. I mean, if If you're listening and you haven't rated yet, get it together, people. If you are in a a rate-happy mood, you can can just go and rate everything, because you know what? Every Friday, just go rate things. Every Friday. Make Friday your rating day. (laughs) It's so nice to give people your opinion. I I, I don't know why people don't want to do that all the time. I'm always doing that. Um, (laughs) So it's nice. It's nice to be able to rate things. Um, and you can also check us out. We're also part of the DC TV podcast circle. Um, so if you also like Gotham, Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, DC movies, we've got you covered at uh, DC TV podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And if you want to follow me personally, you can go to Twitter at Derby Kid. That's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D. And you can also check out vid- videos I've shot and edited on my YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash DuckMilkProd. That's D-U-C-K-M-I-L. K-P-R-O-D. But until next time, I'm Rebecca Johnson, and I hope you'll join Supergirl Radio as we embark on the adventures of Supergirl. Supergirl.